Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 536 and The Clash. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. We're going to have like 95 for the high on Saturday. Not that I'm looking ahead or anything. And then it goes back down to like 60. Yeah. But we got 70s kind of for the rest of the week here. Welcome to New England. Yeah. Enjoy the weather. How can you enjoy a 92 degree day? I can't. All I'm thinking about is how much I'm going to sweat in one single sitting. Well, they just fixed the AC in my building. So I think it'll be okay by Saturday. Well, I have an anecdote later on about a hot day in May years ago. Okay. Okay. That'd be terrific. Uh, We got a rock star interview today. Rick Emmett from Triumph. A brand new documentary is uh, on Hulu now about the band. Actually, pretty interesting uh, story, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. Also, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Sweet. Is that and more. It's 537. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Led Zeppelin with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Low 70s for today and pretty much that way for the rest of the week until we hit Saturday where it's going to be in the mid-90s on Saturday. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Feces was once again the topic of conversation in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial yesterday. This uh, time it was Amber's turn to address it and she denied being the supplier. She She said uh, it was the dog, right? Yeah, she blamed it on Johnny's dog, Boo, who had bowel control issues. Oh, he's got IBS. He, you know. Well, yeah, a dog has a a mind of its own. Uh, And even uh, Amber suggested that uh, those issues were at least partly caused by uh, Boo eating Johnny's weed when she was a puppy. Yeah, I doubt they took good care of that dog. They probably didn't feed it properly. No, I don't don't think they did. And uh, weed doesn't usually make you develop IBS. And no, dog. you speak from experience. Well, I mean, I just I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to try to clean it up as best I can. Mm-hmm. Has anyone asked the dog? No, the dog just kind of like bows his head in the corner and looks away. Do you think there's ever a moment where the dog rolls up a newspaper, swats Amber in the face, and said, "Bad Amber, <laughs> Good see bad her. lady." Somebody needs to hit her in the nose of the newspaper. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it might it should be the dog. Like, uh, why should the dog get all the blame? She said the whole poop on the bed thing just isn't her style. Quote, <laughs> first of all, I don't think that's funny. I don't know what grown woman does. I was also not in a pranking mood. My life was falling apart. I was at a crossroads in my life. I was really serious, and I had just been attacked on my 30th birthday by my violent husband, whom mm. I was desperately in love, and I knew I needed to leave. It was not really a jovial time, but I don't think it's funny, period. Poop. Wait, what? What did you do? <laughs> You're poop. disgusting. Poop on the bed, not her style. Yeah, no. Oh, she's oh. more a whoopee cushion, dribble glass type of yeah, style. poop on the shag carpet, maybe. Not on the bed. I don't see her being a, a scooter. <laughs> the dog would be the scooter. Right. Yes. Uh, one of the producers of Rust thinks they're going to be able to complete the movie once uh, the police finish their investigation into accidental shooting of the cinematographer by Alec Baldwin. Well, remember The Crow with the with the Brendan Lee? Oh, that's right. They finished that movie and he was dead. And did anyone watch that movie? 
Some people did. Yeah, but he was in the movie, and then they did that CGI thing at the end to, to kind of put him in there. Right. This person who got shot was not... She was just a producer on the set. She wasn't uh, an actress in the movie. But still, you think the movie company would be like, yeah, maybe we should just scrap this whole project. Mm. No, what they're probably thinking is, listen, we've already spent a exactly. ton yeah. of money on this thing already. Let's try to make some money by having there be a morbid curiosity as to what this movie's all about. Exactly right. Be a blockbuster. Yep. Yeah, but then people are going to buy the tickets to the movie going, hey, uh, I watched this whole movie and I never saw Alec Baldwin shoot somebody in the face once. They cut that part out? <laughs> yes, they they did cut that part out. And it, before you ask for a refund, yeah, that refund's going to come from the theater giving you another opportunity to see another movie down the future. Or yeah. there's going to be a follow-up documentary with the actual footage yeah. and they can make more money off of that. Do you think uh, th- that, um, what was I going to say now? Now I can't remember. Oh, well, it wasn't even that bad. You were going to say, Bax, here's 50 bucks. No, I'm just thinking that <laughs> all of that, that whole shooting incident must have been caught on camera, obviously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah, but let's talk, about the, there. let's talk about the 50 bucks. $50. Yeah, Steve, $50. Yeah, you said you'd give him 50 bucks. I can vouch for hey, that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> Uh, NBC has only two new shows on its fall schedule. The new George Lopez sitcom, Lopez vs. Lopez. Which one does he play? I think he plays Kramer. Good choice. Remember Kramer versus Kramer? I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, a reboot of Quantum Leap. Ugh. Will you stop with the reboots? That's Scott Bakula? I don't know if Scott Bakula's in it, but mm. the idea that we're revamping these old shows because we can't come up with new ideas kind of sucks. All right, but I kind of like Quantum Leap when it was on. Yes, when it was on, the original show. Eh, that's our nostalgia. You don't mess with that. Well, it's bringing an old platform mm. and then applying new ideas to it. And the Night Court reboot is being held for a mid-season premiere because nobody probably really wanted to see that. Harry Anderson's not going to be in it, though, right? Because he's dead. Yeah, and Richard Mall also dead. Didn't yeah, Richard Mall's dead? Yeah, I think so. Didn't Played what, Bull. Didn't What's-Her-Name die, too? Uh, Marky Post? I thought she died. I think you might be right about that, actually. I think she did. Yeah, the, like the whole cast. Uh, the, uh, I think the who, the black dude, what was his name? Uh, yes. Him. I know who you're talking about. Him. I think he's d- dead as well. John Larroquette's still alive, he's, though, right? Oddly enough, yeah, he's the one who's still alive, but he's the one who's probably performed more self-abuse in himself with drugs and alcohol than anybody else in the cast. Uh, Marky Post died at the age of 70 after battling cancer for almost four years. That happened in 2021. That character reminded me of a salesperson that used to work here. Yes. 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 Very much into the same things. Yes. Yes. Women and drugs. Yes. Years ago. Yeah. All those are the days. Uh, <laughs> John LaRoquette, by the way, 74 and alive and well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a study on what colors say about personalities, so Loudwire identified artists who embody different color traits like Ozzy Osbourne with red and Fleetwood Mac with white. This is just because Fleetwood Mac had a white album. This is such BS. I read that thing. It's, it's crap. It be, why? So black, you're pretty serious, uh, yeah. maybe too much, and you're probably also dark and a bit pessimistic, oh, but it's really? okay. Oh, yeah, okay. After yet, all, you're a unique, uh, unique individual, just like typo negative Black Sabbath and corn. Yeah. I saw purple, you're a, Rush, uh, you're a Prince fan. Oh, that's a stretch. And yet, Ranch Dressing Day had profound revelance. Thank you. 
Thank well, you. Relevant, thank you for, I should say. Thank you for, for realizing yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I think Prince is going to be associated with purple no matter what. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Blue, you're laid back and easygoing. You're peaceful and compassionate uh, while still being strong. Just because you're not bold doesn't mean you're soft. Just like Tool, Spirit Box, and Alice in Chains. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a remarkable... Scientific survey. Yeah. It's really not scientific. It's mm. just some douchebag at Livewire. Exactly. Going, hey, I'm going to write this thing. Somebody's opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I am looking. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. on Rock 102. We'll have highs in the low 70s for today. Pretty much that way for the rest of the week. On Saturday, we might get mid-90s. The weather is brought to you by Health New England. They're here for you every step of the way. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Springfield T-Birds into the next round of the AHL playoffs. They will face the Charlotte Checkers in the next round. This is Ryan Smith, voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds, and you're listening to Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Thank you, Ryan. Puck drop for game one set for this Sunday at 3.05 at the Mass Mutual Center. In case you're wondering how Springfield did against the Charlotte Checkers, they were 6-2 and two against Charlotte this year, including a perfect 4-0 and record against the Checkers inside the Mass Mutual Center, so that bodes well. NBA playoffs continue tonight with the Celtics in Miami. Guard Marcus Smart questionable for game one because of a mid-foot sprain. But on the other side, heat guard Kyle Lowry battling a hamstring injury will not be available for game one either. They'll be back home Saturday for game three at the Garden. In baseball last night, the Red Sox actually won a game. They beat Houston 6-3 after a 98-minute rain delay. Home runs for Trevor Story and Xander Bogarts in that game. And the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue coming out soon will feature 74-year-old May Musk. She beats the record held by 56-year-old Kathy Jacobs, who was in the issue back in 2020. Ms. Musk, at the age of 74, has spent most of her life working as a model and a dietitian. She'll be wearing a frilly peach and cream-colored one-piece on the cover. Separate covers will feature Kim Kardashian and Ciara, who is Russell Wilson's wife. That's it for your 102-second sports coming up next. Bax has some comments about Giannis Antetokounmpo and how he feels about the Boston Celtics next in his view from the couch on Rock 1. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Remember back when we were kids playing Little League Baseball? Remember all that happy horse crap about good sportsmanship and... <laughs> Losing with dignity and graciousness. I didn't buy any of it then, and I don't buy any of it now. And yet, it was drilled into our little prepubescent heads like it was something that we might use when we were to become adults. Of course, that didn't happen, and adults are still consumed with the same savage jealousies and outrage that we've always had. And that's why it's so unusual and shocking when you see a grown man acting in a sportsmanlike fashion. On Monday, following the glorious Celtics uh, defeat of the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks, the Giannis Antetokounmpo told reporters that he not only enjoyed the seven-game series, but that the Celtics are a great team with a real chance of winning the championship. According to uh, Giannis, he says, quote, It hurts not to win, but at the end of the day, my way my mom and dad raised me, I'm a good human being, and I have to wish the best for them moving forward. 
Now, under normal circumstances, I might think this guy is full of crap. Like, the only reason he's being nice is because his mom and dad are watching. But I actually think this guy is serious. I think he actually might respect the Boston Celtics for playing great this in that series. And he might actually believe the Celtics could win. And if that's the case, who the hell does this guy think he is? Listen, good sportsmanship sounds pretty good on paper, but I think we all know what sort of thing plays out uh, in real in the real world. People don't have time for graciousness and consideration. Just not part of human nature. We're far more attracted to hate-fueled outrage and disappointment. And to have a guy appear to be sincerely grateful for losing a shot at returning to the Eastern Conference Finals, that simply doesn't seem plausible as a human response. Where's all the jealousy? Where's all the caustic projections of anger? Where do they all go? Because without it, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's time for step one. Scott's four-step is the key to a great lawn. And Rocky's has the extended Scott's four-step deal. 80 bucks out the door with your Ace Rewards card. No mail-in rebate nonsense. Get set with Rocky's and your first, uh, in the first step this weekend. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and ACDC. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Wait, let me guess. If you like black, you like ACDC, according to that study that you were talking about. Black equals ACDC. Oh, yeah. I already right? forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh... I would have thought of it uh, like a pleasant mauve or a seafoam. Yeah. Going to be uh, sunny and nice today. High of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. I should have taken today and yes, tomorrow off. <laughs> These nice days yeah, going on here, you know? That's the day to do it. Uh, and, and Saturday, Friday is going to be 86. Mm-hmm. Saturday, 94. Yeah. Bring it on. So uh, we were talking about, you know, high heat a little earlier this morning. Uh, these hot days that right. you get like in the middle of May. And it sucks. Like New England weather sucks. It's like it's either going to be 60 or it's going to be 105. Like there's no really happy medium in between that, in, right. especially in this month. Years ago, it was probably I, I think my kids were I think my daughter was like maybe three or four. My oldest daughter. And uh, we, had, we had a birthday. She, Memorial Day weekend was like the weekend she was born on. So we always had a birthday party on Memorial Day weekend, figuring, hey, well, not a lot of kids will come over because it's Memorial Day weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you have two kids that lost their mom, it's like the sympathy show up. Oh, and yeah. Everybody shows up. I had like 30 kids on my front lawn on my 1,200 square foot house. Lucky you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm very lucky. That's only lucky until that last kid doesn't get a piece of ice cream cake. Uh, but, you know, we would prepare and have these, you know, uh, pretty decent birthday parties. And, uh, you know, we like to cook. So I would uh, I went to this particular uh, year. It was very hot on Memorial Day weekend, like right. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like it was just oppressive heat, uh, humidity. It just sucked. Right. Uh, that particular weekend, I had gone to Arnold's. Now, I had gone to Arnold's actually on Wednesday, and I bought a bunch of chicken, like uh, chicken pieces. Sure. And at the time, I had a, a, a RAV4, a Toyota RAV4, and it had like the nice little area in the back with a hatchback and everything. And I had gotten a bunch of other stuff. I had gotten mulch. I had gotten you know a couple bags of mulch, chicken, you know, mm-hmm. different things. 
So I clean all that stuff out of the car. I leave the mulch in the car, figuring I can just wait until the weekend mm-hmm. to use that. Sure. sure. And uh, I uh, Saturday comes along, and there was something smelly in the car. <laughs> something oh, very, very smelly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this mulch. Oh, my God. This mulch is ridiculous. It smells like, you know. Uh, I don't know, rotting flesh, old, right? Right, old, old chicken, something. <laughs> and uh, I'm cleaning out the uh, the back of a car, and I look, and between the third seat of the Rav Four mm. and the back portion of the hatchback mm. is a little slot. And I see this little bag sticking up out of the top of the slot. Yeah. And I realize there's a bag of chicken that I forgot about. Mm. Because they they come in like, they come in like, uh, you know, ba- you ever been to yeah, buy no, the ch- chicken leg quarters from uh, yep. Arnold's and they come oh, in the, like, the, in the bag, bag and they give you like five or six of them? Mm-hmm. So there was one of these bags. But the bag was no longer flimsy. The bag was ready to explode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like a big, puffy pillow. Because of all... See, when when uh, dead animal flesh tends to rot, mm-hmm. it excretes gases. And so the bag, right? It, it, yeah. it expands. Yeah, it expands. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, God, I got to... It took... It took almost weeks to get that <sighs> smell out of the car. And what do you know about dead animal flesh rotting, Dexter? What are you What are you hiding over there? Uh, I got, that's my own business. Okay. All I know is I know what what rotting meat smells like, and it ain't pretty. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was under I was. <laughs> they wanted to know if I knew Casey Anthony. They were coming mm-hmm. around. Oh my God, yeah, that kind Jesus. of thing. But anyway, uh, so I take the chicken out, and of course I put it in this giant like uh, contractor bag. Yep. Garbage bag, because, listen, if this thing explodes, I don't want to be around when that happens, and I, if it's going to explode while I have the garbage here, at least it'll be in one of these thick uh, three-milliliter yeah. bags. If that thing explodes yeah. inside your car, it's time for a new car. Yeah. You understand yeah. that, yeah. because well, you never get rid of that stank. The yeah. good thing is it never happened in the car. But we had this pickup truck that I put the garbage into, and I said, you know what? And I even parked it, like, down the street. Not down the street, but, you know, away from the house. Uh Uh-huh. Because we had this little area across the street from our house. It was like a a parking area kind of thing for the river. And I I left the truck over there. You could smell that smell until the dump was open on Tuesday that week. Right. This is uh, this is why I don't like typically uh, like throwing away like rancid like like meat yeah. that's expired mm-hmm. on a I don't like throwing it away on a Monday if garbage pickup isn't yeah. until Thursday yeah you, you know got, what I mean because it's like eh, yeah it's gonna be sitting outside animals are gonna get in there sure. you have maggots and but, everything oh god but but there's nothing I could do because the trash place isn't open right I'm not coming here I mean at least I could have thrown it in the dumpster here at work but I don't even know if I'd want to bring that smell around here. Wasn't there a whole smelly car episode of Seinfeld? There was. There was. Because yeah, of a homeless guy. The yeah. B and the O. Yeah. Usually yeah. when the B goes, the O goes with it. But not in that case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I had this bag of chicken. It was disgusting. And it sm- I could smell it for days. Just sitting there, And I think it probably did explode eventually. 
in that bag while it was sitting in the back of a uh, back of a truck. Because then your truck started to stink. What the the bed of the truck yeah. was like horrible, but you know, you, but then there at was least like, you could hose that off. Yeah, yeah, you could, that that was the easy one to get rid of. The one inside the car, I had to like. It cost me like two hundred and fifty dollars to go get the thing like detailed on the inside because there was no way you were going to get rid of that smell just from a couple of reanusits or a uh, couple of fabuloso. A good place for a stick up. Yeah, yeah. those uh, those uh, trees that they make. oh the pine trees. Pine trees. By the way, they, they're made in upstate New York. Those things. You know, it's a good way to get back at a at an X too to stick something like underneath the you know the seat of the car. You know, and would it be chicken? Would it be fish? Just uh, thinking out loud, what well, would be the worst thing you could stick? And any in there? any meat that is yep. beyond its uh, its usefulness, mm-hmm. left outside, uh, rotting uh, in a ninety degree temperature, raw it, clams. It, it doesn't matter what the hell it is; it's w- gonna be just foul. I wouldn't be able to do that to somebody. Depends how bad it got, man. Mm, you know what? Even <laughs> in the in the most vindictive of times, yeah. Uh, I kind of like to let karma kind of play itself out. Yeah, yeah but karma because, t- karma takes so long. Well, it's or sometimes true. never. Ha- it, you it, can't count on karma. But you got to be patient about it. Yeah, I guess. But what if that never happens? Then you got to take it into your own hands. Well, and I that, wouldn't. I wouldn't do it either. I'm, but I had an ex who, by the way, would do that kind of thing. <laughs> Used to talk all the time about her capability and interest in actually murdering people. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I can see why you held on to her. <laughs> yeah, right. She, um, she had an interest in murdering people? Like friends of hers who had been wronged? Yeah. She wanted to, like, knock off the husband. She was serious about it. She said, if I could figure out a way that I wouldn't get caught. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and Sicilian also, this particular woman well i'm mad we don't need to attach any uh, no well she was i'm just saying you know you know the thing about but uh you know karma though is if uh, you're impatient about Mm -hmm. karma yeah that says more about you than the people than the person that did something wrong to you you're right yeah that that says to me that uh you got an anger streak inside of you that you've been suppressing for a long time that (laughs) nothing but medication and round-the-clock therapy can only address. It's possible, but I'm just saying that sometimes karma never does come around, whether you're patient or not. You can't count on it. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, I've had uh, karma delivered uh, very quickly in the last couple of weeks, and I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah. good for you. And yet, you know, no no lingering smells as a result of it. No, not at all. No, the smell is eradicated. See, there you go. There you go. go. Uh Well, bottom line is, if you got meat in the trunk of your car, Mm -hmm. get it out of there. Yeah, right. Sweet meat. Any kind of meat. It yeah. doesn't matter. Just get it out of there. Yeah, that was a very unpleasant experience. But I'm glad it happened to me because I learned a lesson. Uh-huh. What was that? Check for the meat between the seats. There you go. Good point. Very, very good Be point. a great name for a band, by the way. Meat between the seats. It's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> we, yeah, I guess we could. Good. Oh, yeah. It's uh, who's, 621. Who's playing the skin flute? <laughs> 621. We're back to Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock what? Rock one hundred and two with back Steve, Dave, and Tom. Hello, uh, hey, more Tom. You mentioned well, yeah. This time especially seems to happen around six 
25 every day. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But a that. different Tom Petty song. I don't know. I'd you rather what? snort yeah. meth out of a used athletic cup than hear another Tom Petty song. In this I can morning. make that happen. Yeah? A couple phone we calls. Can, I can, can have this here in about an hour. We can do that. You uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Dave, that mm-hmm. uh, May Musk, 74-year-old uh, model, May Musk will be appearing on the cover or one of the covers of Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit issue. Yeah, shattering a record because I guess there was a 56-year-old years ago. So 74. So this is the mother of Elon Musk. No, okay? get out. No, seriously. Really? It, it's the, his mom. Oh. And I'm looking at pictures of uh, of May Musk. Okay. I got to tell you, she's a damn fine looking woman for 74 years old. Right, now, I check it out now. There was once a time in my life where mm-hmm. you said, hey, would you find, could it be possible that you would find a 74-year-old woman to be very attractive? Uh-huh. And here I am at 55, about to turn 56 in just a few months. Right. That's a damn fine-looking woman. Well, look at um, who's the actress we talked about a couple of times in the last few weeks there uh, from, uh, oh, British actress that's... Uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Another damn fine-looking woman. About that age. No, I'm not uh, I'm not diminishing her by only focusing on her look. She is a model. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm saying is... Uh, she is perfectly acceptable as a swimsuit model on Sports Illustrated. All right, I'll buy that because I'm looking at the photo now. But what I'm not buying is, does Elon Musk run everything? I mean, he had to have some in- some influence over this, right? Uh, he bought Twitter. No, He's no. got Tesla. Now he wants his mom no, on the no, cover of Sports Illustrated. No son wants to see his mom as a swimsuit model. So I'm going to guess the answer to that question is a big fat no. Hmm. But you, you don't know that. I you don't know, know what kind of no, I don't know that, conversation goes on in the Musk ho- house. I'm sure, but I just think that would be creepy otherwise. But you know, this is a this is a profoundly good looking woman at 74 years old. Well, and there's a reason why. As I'm reading through a Wikipedia page, and she is good looking. As a young woman born May Haldeman, she was a finalist for the 1969 Miss South Africa beauty pageant. No, nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Look at you two dudes getting all uh, hot and horny over. Uh... Hey, Steve, we're at the age where you know the, the, the <laughs> where age doesn't even matter anymore. That's right. You know who are we to be you know picky and choosy and stuff? Right. Her her photo on her Wikipedia page too. Very attractive. Could you uh, could you go get me some Metamucil at the Rite Aid? <laughs> hey, and the car keys are on the Davenport. On <laughs> the Davenport. <laughs> She's more. She's probably more like swing me around, big boy. No, I don't. Well, yeah. no, you, right. she might might break a pelvis. Could, yeah, could you get my cane, my walking cane? No, she's in fine shape. I yeah. think she keeps herself yeah. quite fit. Mm-hmm. I bet she does. Oh yes. Anyhow, it's six thirty one. News is next to Rock one hundred two. It's six thirty three. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. The Howdy Awards are out. Greater Springfield Convention of Visitors Bureau, yesterday honoring 10 people and an organization with the 2022 Howdy Awards for Hospitality Excellence. This happened at a gala dinner at Mass Mutual Center. Among the winners, Latrina Haney, a phlebotomist at Bay State. Now, we were talking about Bay State's services yesterday, and I know you guys had some issues with that well, over the I mean, weekend. There's just you know one 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 bad twelve hour day. That right. was it. But well, I've never had any problem with phlebotomists. Well, and it's obvious when you have a problem with a phlebotomist. I mean, if they stick you in the wrong way, you were talking about something also yesterday. I think where was it? Your mom? Yeah, they put got, the wrong. Uh, well, they hooked up the IV yeah. wrong to her arm. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah. huge problem. You know, where it was leaking. You said it was leaking the. 
The medication. Yeah, it on was the some kind of like um, blood clot breaker yeah. that you give to somebody after they've had a stroke, uh-huh. and uh, she did not get the full dose. We don't even know how much she got of it. Um, but hey, it was a medical mishap. Yeah, that's, that's how a, it was explained to just me. A zany mishap. Yeah. That's hey, it. Hey, listen, come on. I'll go to your job and uh, slap the burgers out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. I always congratulate and thank the phlebotomist when they do a good job. You know, if I'm getting blood drawn or something like that for a you, test, you congratulate them. Yes. Like because I think it's a real skill, and I think you 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 sometimes get one that's not good. They have a hard time finding the vein, or they jam the needle in too st- too strong. I mean, yeah, I can understand. The thank you. Yeah. You know, Appreciation, but yeah. congratulations. Yeah, I, mean, you, I lay you it make on. It sound like they found a needle in a haystack. I give them my own Howdy Award, and so that's why Latrina Haney obviously deserved hers, the phlebotomist at Bay State. Among the other winners, Carolyn Owens, a cashier at Walgreens on Sumner Ave in Springfield. Oh, just, there you again, go. just for personal service. And our own Springfield Thunderbirds picked up one of the 2022 Howdy Awards from the Greater Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau. The whole team? As an organization for their public service. So, essentially, Nate Costa got the award, I think. Oh, man, that guy takes credit for everything. Yeah. He, man. He came in here last week said, you know what? I think I'm the I'm the good luck charm for this team. Yeah. Oh, no, that was oh, me. Oh, that's right. That was you. Yeah. He had his face painted. He was like, oh, well, you got to support the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mayor Josh Garcia up in Holyoke has proposed a budget for fiscal 2023. One hundred and fifty-three million eight hundred and forty-nine thousand six hundred and ninety-five bucks for Holyoke. Well, you know, there's a lot going on in Holyoke. Yep, that'll begin July first. Got your schools, you got your police, you got your fire. Mm-hmm. That's about it. The budget avoids tax overrides and service reductions, and that budget of over one hundred and fifty-three million will leave a surplus of. $779,000 for Holyoke, according to Mayor Josh Garcia. What are they going to do with that? Doesn't say. Right. He's, he's waiting. How about a kegger? Yeah. Like around the, you know, the, the, the road race, the big road race kegger. Well, don't they do that anyway? Even the city doesn't provide the kegs. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I wonder if they could maybe uh, put a bathroom inside that municipal parking garage so you're not stepping at it in the stairwell as you walk up to uh, High Street. All right. Well. I think it's High Street. What's what's the one that City Hall is on? What's the, the street? Is that High Street? Yeah. Whatever. It's it's holier. But there's a that big municipal parking garage. It's right in downtown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I had to go there. Probably about I don't know four or five years ago, and I parked in that garage. Dwight Street. It, Dwight Street. So as I as I walk into the stairwell of the uh, garage, actually my friend was with me, and uh, she she witnessed the same thing. There was a big duke on the floor, uh, <laughs> right in the stairwell, and it also smelled like somebody had uh, made some lemonade there, if you will. I got you. Yeah, duty. See now uh, in like the Springfield Civic Center parking lot, yeah. that would actually be seen as an upgrade. Well, uh, it's the Springfield Civic Garage uh, is very much like a toilet with all the holes in the floor on each level. Exactly. It just goes right down to the bottom. And on a rainy day, you can see how it flushes from the ceiling. It's like a rainbow of (laughs) fruit flavors. Speaking of Springfield, Steve, you're going to have to wait to do some more magnet fishing in one particular body of water. Mm -hmm. The city began refilling Water Shops Pond on Monday. Oh. Part of the $3.2 million dam rehabilitation project 
They already got all the good stuff out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's you know, that's the problem. When they drained mm-hmm. Watershop's pond, I mean, they found cars. They found uh, guns. bodies, guns. <laughs> it's the stuff that Steve could have gotten with his magnet fishing. Well, you know, give it time. Mm-hmm. People will be dropping stuff in there in no time at all. Well, uh, yeah. No, I, I, got, I got some friends who were doing this magnet fishing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, you know, this, uh, this friend... Uh, Janice and mine, we went out to, to go the magnet fishing, and uh, we, we don't really, we're not catching anything. I told you we caught a dock. Yes. Uh, the side of the dock. Congratulations, right. by the way. And then, um, so then, you know, we, we we don't we almost caught a license plate, but it's aluminum, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah, attach man, to the magnet. So, right. so the only thing I'm pulling up is like nails and fish hooks. And then uh, she tells me over the weekend, she goes, yeah, look what my friends caught. And it was like a big railroad spike, some sort of like uh, thing. And they're like, yeah, we didn't get anything. And I'm like, you got everything. That's like the goal. That's a jackpot That's the right beginning there. of it. Yeah. That's what you need to get. But Water Shops Pond, completely wiped out. Well, yep. they're refilling it, the 192-acre lake, of which just 20 acres remained underwater during the drawdown. But it's going to take 15 to 45 days to completely refill it. Well, you can't fill it up too fast. You don't want it to spill. Right. Upgrades to the Water Shops Pond Dam include new sluice gates, a bascule gate, whatever the hell that is, a hydraulic system, control box upgrades, and improved modern access to the control system. The city and the State Division of Fisheries and Wildlife will restock the lake with fish, but that's going to have to wait until after the refilled lake has had time to, quote, settle. Uh, bascule gates are usually mounted on the crest of a dam and are hinged along the invert. Yeah, you guys okay. didn't know that? Well, yeah. yeah, there you go. So now that explains exactly what it is. Not to me. And what about a sluice gate? A sluice gate? Yeah. Isn't that the keep the, let's see, uh, what is it, S-L-U- to keep, to keep the sluices out. <laughs> S-L-U-I-C-E. It's not a sluice gate, a sluice gate. S L U I C E. The gate that controls a sluice is a valve known as the sluice gate. These okay. valves are designed to seal in one direction and are oh. commonly used to control water levels yeah. and flow rates in rivers and canals. This is right. why I was confused when I was taking all those high-powered engineering classes in right? uh, college. Mm-hmm. We were pronouncing it sluice gate. So ah. yeah, that's why. Is it uh, canals or canals? <clears throat> no, uh, canals. Canals. And as long as we're talking about Springfield, the Parks Department announcing it will again host the Forest Park Concert Series beginning Thursday, June 9th. Of course, you know, COVID kind of canceled a lot of this stuff. The series will be in the Parks Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. The outdoor concerts all scheduled for Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Open to the public, free of charge. The lineup includes bands. Rolling Stones. No. Fleetwood Mac. Close. Uh, The Beatles. Trailer Trash. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, they hardly ever get out. <laughs> yeah, have, they, have they ever played around here? The Manzi Family Band. Yep. And the Floyd Patterson Band. Mm, there you go. I didn't know the Manzi. I thought it was just Frank Manzi. I didn't know it was a fam, Manzi Family Band. Maybe he's, he's been procreating. Other, he's knows? invited other Manzis. Yeah. I saw him uh, perform live at a backyard wedding last year. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing all the hits. Hey, Floyd Patterson's no slouch either. Very Floyd, talented guy. Floyd Patterson is, uh, I, God, he's been around for years now. Right, because he was that. a former boxing champion, right? No, that's his dad. Ah, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's his dad. Wow. I, wouldn't, and, uh, I wouldn't suggest asking him about it. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I made that mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a great performer, and he used to do, like, I, I haven't seen him in a while. 
It's probably, probably been about four years or so since hmm. I've seen him out and about. But well, I saw him pre-pandemic. It means he's 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 still great, and uh, he used to work here for a while. Well, you're going to really yeah. doing what? Uh, like road crew stuff. Oh, good guy. Well, I got a great story about Floyd Patterson that I can't tell on the air. Oh, I hate But yeah. it's awesome. I, I know that story. Well, he'll be playing, he and his band, June 30th at the Forest Park Concert Series. Right. The, the first one, June 9th, features D. Riley. In the event of rain, the shows, as always, will be held inside the Carriage House tent. Excellent. It is 642. With back Steve and Dave, we got some mass hat candidates coming up next on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rockets, 649, let's say. And the James Gang with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. What do you mean, let's say? Well, because like, I was like around the cusp of 648, oh, 649. I, I didn't really you. want to make a commitment one way or another. You know, we had an owner of a radio station back in Syracuse one time, uh, and he liked to say woof. When he was kind of military kind of thing, maybe I don't know. Like when you hit like the time right on the dot, there yeah. he'd say six forty nine. Woof! Wow. And uh, where is that guy today? He died. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit of heads up. Rick Emmett from the band Triumph is going to be joining us after eight o'clock today. There's a brand new documentary on Hulu about the band. Actually, very interesting story. You can check that out on Hulu. And then uh, Rick Emmett from Triumph after eight o'clock. And next hour, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Sweet. As for the weather? Uh, 74 and 54 right now in downtown Springfield. All right. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Well, it's not one singular, it's plural. We're going to kind of go around the horn here, and we're going to end with a celebrity as a mass hat today. We'll start with a fast food manager at an Arby's in Vancouver. He's being investigated because he told police he'd urinated into the restaurant's milkshake mix twice. Now, does that bring all the boys to the yard or just some of them? Well, it does. I could show you, but I have to charge. Mm. He told police he urinated into the mix for, quote, Sexual gratification. Who's getting off on peeing in a milkshake? Right? And he was a quote, almost sure, almost sure, he said, that he threw away the mixture after contaminating it. Almost sure he did that at the Vancouver's Arby's location. To be honest, there are worse things on the Arby's menu. Really? Like the horsey sauce? Well, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not, I want to point fingers. I'm just saying that there are things on the menu, although the curly fries are on point. But Mm. other than that... Mm. You have to wonder. Well, that's just one of our mass hats. There's another one that's making teddy bears stuffed with used cigarette butts. All right. Well, that's recycling, uh, you know, otherwise uh, useless material. That's exactly the idea. It's a factory in India. And employees are carefully separating the paper and the charred tobacco from the filters, which are then thoroughly washed and dried before used as a stuffing for the teddy bears. Well, that's a lot different than just using, like, used cigarettes. I mean, yeah, the, the, it, on the surface, that story sounds like you're just going to use a... Mm-hmm. You know, like so, dump an ashtray in there. Yeah, like uh, something outside of a convenience store with the thing overflowing with all the butts hanging out. Yeah. Well, you going to buy one for, no, your, for your kid? No, I. they're trying to cut back. I remember <laughs> as, a, as a kid watching my grandfather uh, take, like, a pair of tin snips and clip off the uh, the filters on his cigarettes on his camels. Why? 
My grandmother actually accidentally bought uh, camels with the filters. Oh. And uh, he always smoked the camels without the filters gotcha. because, you know. Real Turkish cigarettes, those all, things. The yeah. only way to really enjoy the yeah. full flavor of tar and nicotine sure. is to do it unfiltered. I guess. And he, I remember him uh, snipping these things off and telling me, Michael, <laughs> filters are for sissies. <laughs> I don't know how to argue with the guy. I mean, of course. Uh, how much of a sissy was he as he was dying from emphysema in his hospital room? Well, it was more of a, it, was, it wasn't really emphysema. It was it was. More of a dementia thing, but nevertheless, okay, but I'm sure still, there were some parallels going yeah, on. I'm sure there was some poison in that body. Speaking of sissies, actor Matthew McConaughey. Nothing sissy about that guy. Uh, I don't know about that. He thinks we should remove a certain word from the dictionary. Here's Matthew McConaughey. Unbelievable. All right, it's my least favorite word. I think we should wipe it out of the dictionary. Why? What's so unbelievable about tragedy, about triumph, about people? <laughs> that raise us up or let us down. It happens every single day. We shouldn't think that the most beautiful sunset or the greatest play or the greatest love of our life or the greatest moment of euphoria is unbelievable. Believe it. It's happening right in front of you, in you. We shouldn't feel like the greatest tragedy of death or earthquakes or or, or natural disasters or loss is unbelievable. It's part of life too. Believe it. We see it happen every day. So unbelievable. I don't buy. Awesome. Horrible. Incredible, I believe those, but unbelievable, nah, it just happened. There it is. The guy has been sucking out way too many bong hits. Right? Well, hey, I mean, you know, he's. it's not like he's starting some petition to remove the word unbelievable. I think he's just, you know, speaking metaphorically and, uh, you know. You ever been high with another with a with a couple of dudes? And <laughs> Me? Never. I've never so, been high before. Somebody comes life. up with uh, some sort of philosophical point. Which in, under normal circumstances would become uh, you know completely you know, irrelevant, mm-hmm. and yet he's treating it like it's the most important you know <laughs> you know uh, discovery of of, uh, of philosophy of all time. I think you're right. That's what's happening. That's right exactly here. what's happening. And I'm going to say bong hits. Yeah, well, it, lots you, of them. If you're going to get rid of unbelievable, then you got to get rid of believable, because one shouldn't exist without the other, or they should both exist together. How many bong hits have you had now, Dave? None so far. Really? Um, this is what you come up with waiting, normally on, when you're stone cold sober? Waiting for it to kick in. You need to get stoned. That's what I, you know what, I'm going to bring you some some edibles, and you should right. go and, uh, you know, take was, your date, go sit on the couch, watch right. some Netflix, and right. pop an edible. Well, I was going to do the mess hat, are you but against, then I got high. Are you, are you against taking it? Uh, I've tried it before. I've, yeah. I've you know, it does, I mean, it was like a and, Bill Clinton like didn't inhale kind of thing, or did no, you actually try it? I tried it and I and yeah. I got high and I, yeah. you know, it's kind of a, a odd feeling. By the way, I for an entire year I smoked a lot back. Uh, mm. See, spring semester, senior year of high school through a year into college, a lot. I mean, a lot. Because then you could do you, you could sit there and it'd be like. I was going to write a Dixie Cup fun fact, but then I got high. <laughs> I was going to edit some clips for Now Hear This, but then <laughs> I got high. <laughs> I was going to crown a mass hat, but not from Massachusetts, and I don't know why. Yeah, why? Because Dave, Dave, Dave got high. <laughs> Dave got high. So why do oh, David I, got high. Why do I need it? Why do I need you it? Need like, to, what, you why, need why? to relax, man. You need to <laughs> I, like chill out. You're like you're just you're I'm, like uh, ricochet <laughs> rabbit coming in here every morning, and you're bing. 
bang, boom, you know, like we're all over the place. <laughs> Somebody's got to handle that portion and, of the and job. I think, <laughs> and I think, and listen, we can take calls on this. 293-101, does Dave need to get high? You can uh, let us know. All right. By the way, I do yeah. sit on the couch with my lady friend and watch Netflix listen. with with a glass of wine. I do that. Okay. But let, so, me, let me, but this this is a completely different experience than, than drinking. Okay. Like drinking, you, you know, you drink too much, you're going to wind up with a hangover. You take too much weed. Ain't nothing going to happen to you except a bag of Cheetos is going to get destroyed. Well, that's the point. Then you eat too much because you got the munchies. So it's like a Self- double-edged sword there. Uh, self-control, Dave. You just got to uh, You do it once in a while. You yeah. don't do it choose every a, night. Choose a healthy snack. Listen, I'll bring you some edibles, maybe like a low dose, like a very low dose. You don't need a whole lot. So you say. Oh, you only a, need about here's five, a low dose, Dave. And you only need about five milligrams. Yeah, and then right. you, you you wait till a weekend because right. if you don't know how it's going to affect you, you sit there and you, and, you, and you eat it, and, yeah, you, and that, you watch things on Netflix. Well, next thing you know, you were saying man a lot. Mm. <laughs> All right, and talking about unbelievable being removed from the dictionary. That's yes. gonna, you know, that's going to be the thing. We're going to get Dave high. That's what we need to do. All there right. we go. Everybody needs a mission in life. That's right. 657, <laughs> coming up next, the 102-second sports on Rock 102. Her eyes still follow me. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. 
and Van Halen with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, low 70s for the highs for today. We had a little bit of rain, some heavy rain yesterday afternoon. You guys get caught in that at all? I did. Uh, no, I I, uh, I was inside and didn't get caught in any of that. Mm. So that was good. You uh, just watched it. <laughs> the best way to, that's the mm. best way to deal with it. What a delight and a pleasure to welcome back our very dear friend, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Uh, not two words that my wife uses to describe me. Uh, that's all right. There's still <laughs> time. And a pleasure. <laughs> hey, the other day, my wife is filling up her uh, her vehicle. Now, it is a gas-guzzling SUV. Make no mistake about it. But uh, it cost her $100 even to fill up her, oh. her tank. $100. This, is, uh, this situation has got everybody out of their minds, not just because of... of of the price, but because there does not appear to be any uh, any relief in sight anytime soon. So, obviously, you guys are writing about it in Consumer Reports about the you know the the gas prices and and cars that are actually you know the biggest gas guzzlers out there. Tell us about that uh, right now because it's uh it's getting scary. Well, you know when it when it comes to this is really advice for, for people that are probably shopping right now. I mean, if you already have your car like your wife does, you're kind of stuck with it. But, but when you're going out to decide what car to buy, you need to think about fuel economy. You need to think about miles per gallon and, and as well as, as the, the, the tank capacity of your car. Consumer Reports has looked into this, and, you know, no surprise, but the cost is especially high for full-size SUVs and, and pickup trucks. They have, they have huge tanks. They don't get great fuel economy. And, and something like, uh, like the, the, the pretty mainstream Jeep Wagoneer, you know, could cost over, over $100 to, to fill up, and, and cause mainly because it has a 26.5-gallon tank. So, so this, this, this is a tough spot for people to be in, but it, but it really sheds light on, on vehicles that get better fuel economy and might be a better choice. Listen, I was talking to you off the air a little bit about uh, you know my my pickup truck is uh, it's it's at about one hundred and twenty four thousand miles and and the warranty just expired the extended warranty on it so I was like contemplating should I buy a new vehicle or not and I'm looking at the prices of these things to get the same thing that I have it's like seventy one thousand dollars it is a ridiculous amount of money now when I bought the thing it was like. $55,000, and I thought it was a ridiculous amount of money then. But how are they justifying the high cost of these vehicles when the gas prices are so high right now? Like, this is going to go on for a while. This isn't going away anytime soon. Where's their justification in that? Well, generally speaking, those that need a pickup truck don't have any other choice. I mean, maybe you use your truck for your work and you have to have uh, a, a big, a substantial bed. You need towing capacity and, and whatnot. So, so there really, there really isn't any other other game in town. And and I'm, you know, I've been doing this long enough to remember that, you know, spending forty thousand dollars was was you know pretty a pretty good you know mainstream truck. So when you say that you're you're at fifty, uh, yeah, I can see that. And and now the newer ones are are, are sixty and seventy thousand dollars. You know, the, the, the auto companies are charging this because they can. Uh, trucks generally represent a high profitability margin. That is, you know, the, the tooling that they need to build the frames. They're they're using the same engines and transmissions and other uh, larger SUVs. So they make a lot of money selling them. They're 
They're not making a lot of money selling selling small cars. They're not making a lot of money selling EVs. If 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 at all, they're probably losing money selling EVs. Um, so so they, they're doing it because they can. The, the the market for pickup trucks is huge. The the Ford F one fifty is is the largest selling nameplate in automotive history, practically. Uh, but I got to ask you one question: um, Six How is it running? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, a different question. Uh, it's running okay. I had a bunch of like work that needed to be done to it, but it was all covered under the warranty, like uh, the differential and uh, oh, an oil pan, the and, doors, uh, an engine, an exhaust, <laughs> uh, nuts, holders. bolts. Yeah, yeah. The that little all? Uh, that's all, huh? The little the little knob that uh, turns the wipers on. <laughs> no, but, well, I mean, but it, it, it's it's like if it, if it's running. And uh, and you don't have any any you know big cost like repair costs that that are that are looming over you. The good money is just to keep driving it. Yeah, yeah. I, a friend of mine explained to me over the weekend. Look, the most expensive part you're going to pay for that thing is about four thousand dollars, and you don't have any payments now. How many payments would that be if you yeah. if you if you were pay, paying for a new vehicle? So it kind of makes but, sense but, but, to do it that way. Yeah, but but if if the truck every month has to go to the shop and every month there's a big bill, oh yeah, then, that, yeah, then it's just going to drain you dry. But right. but if, but if it but if it's generally sound, then then you you just you just keep driving. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned electric vehicles not selling so well, but wouldn't this be the perfect time to buy if all these gas prices are so high? Wouldn't you? You'd think that electric vehicles would be would be a perfect purchase right now. Well, they, they they actually are, and and aside from from Tesla, you can probably get into a lot of electric vehicles because they're they're still representing about three to four percent of the market. Um, so people like to talk uh, electric, but they don't generally like to buy electric. Again, outside Tesla, Tesla is having a banner year. They're selling over three hundred units, which is outstanding. But but every other car company is in a distance. Just distant second, third, fourth place, whatever. Mm-hmm. There are new EVs <coughs> out from Hyundai and Kia, and and they're looking to be very competitive. Uh, and and they are they're available. I mean, the the Nissan Leaf has has been for sale for for a long time. That also is available. If you can do, if you can handle your most of your automotive needs in, in short commutes and things like that, an EV makes a ton of sense. Yeah, electricity is still cheaper than gasoline. Um, and and so I would you know encourage people to check it out. But but keep in mind there are limitations. There are still infrastructure issues of, of finding charging uh, places when you're out and about. Um, and there's still a range issue. There's still performance issues in the cold. But but if if you can have a two vehicle household where you have a gas engine for long trips and an EV for short trips, then then it makes all the sense in the world. This is Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. I mean, not to make us all about you know like economic questions, but there there everything is kind of connected to everything here. So in in a situation where the car manufacturers are charging extra for things like pickup trucks and the consumers paying extra to buy those trucks and they're paying extra to fuel up those trucks and they may be paying extra for parts for those trucks. At what point does the auto industry understand that a bubble is about to be burst here where they can charge all they want? People are just going to stop buying cars simply because it's just too expensive to do so. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I think I think that is coming. They're still talking about infra, uh, uh, supply uh, supply chain issues 
into calendar year 2023. So, so there's still some time to go. But you know, the, the, the best advice right now, if you're thinking about buying, is try not to. Try to put it off. Try to get more life out of your older car. But, but, I, but I think you're right, Bax. And, 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 and the, the auto industry, especially Detroit, is just it has a horrible history of overproduction. I mean, they have lots and lots of, of cars, and, and that's why they, they, had, they, they rolled out incentives. You know, buy this car, and we'll give you money back. And, and, and they're, they're, they have to move that metal. So I, I think the day is coming. There is a, there's going to be a time when supply catches up to demand. Uh, like as I said, most, most car companies are selling just about everything that they can make, so, so you wondered, are they going to restrain themselves in the future when they get a better part supply, or are they still going to go back to the old ways of continuously uh, building more and more cars? So, what are the manufacturers doing for you know EV vehicles, uh, you know, to 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 offset that cost? I mean, if you're looking to get that that sector of the the industry really moving into you know higher percentages of 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 their business, seems to me they have to be kind of flexible on the cost of those cars to make them more attractive other than just about fuel? Or right. do, or do they even the, consider the, that? Yeah, the, the, the challenge with the manufacturers when it comes to EVs is development costs. I mean, they're, they've spent decades, you know, if not 100 years, building internal combustion engines. And, and now to kind of uh, pivot, uh, which is a business term that I hate, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, they, they, they need to, to get into this whole different mindset. Uh, I, like I said, the, 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 the demand for, for EVs it seems to be somewhat superficial because people like to talk about it, and, and Tesla owners are, are, the, are the loudest owners I've ever witnessed in, in the history of cars. Uh, they think their vehicles are awesome, and you know, technically they really are. They've done well in Consumer Reports test. They have some issues with some reliability, but but you, you again you, you you're kind of working on on the consumer to to convince him or her that an EV is okay and and you can don't, don't be afraid of it and it's what te- it's what Toyota went through and Honda went through when they first introduced hybrids back in the early two thousands and and it was they were slow to acceptance but then they proved to be reliable they proved to be fuel efficient and they really lived up to the hype now you know are we going to see that in EVs I think we will I think you'll see more people get braver and start and start uh, considering it will they come back again and buy another one well that is yet to be seen hey mike uh, i just a quick question because uh, a listener submitted this uh, wanted to know what happened to those pickup trucks that were waiting for the chips that were just sitting around in parking lots we heard all about that over a year ago what's the deal with the chip shortage is that well, still a thing it is still a thing, and some of the vehicles are being shipped without equipment. In other words, the chips that are needed for the trucks can control things like heated seats or something like that. Okay. And so the manufacturers are just saying, well, listen, we're going to sell these, and we're going to say, yeah, they normally would come with heated seats, but now they don't. You, you, and, and so is there going to be a, a, a price adjustment? I don't know. Th- that's really interesting that you said that, because all of the things that I looked at and drove – didn't have those features anymore like is that is that related to that like they weren't yeah yeah so there was no like they didn't have the options of the heated seats they had everything else on the dashboard and the and the and the radio but they didn't have like uh the air-conditioned seats or, or or something like that that's what that's related to yes definitely Damn. that that and that is you know that's kind of been a a a, a weird situation for the car companies to be in to say yeah last year this 
you got heated seats with this trim line, and you know this year, well, um, you kind of don't. So we'll, <laughs> we'll charge you twenty. They, they, we'll, they, yeah, we'll charge you twenty thousand dollars more for what you paid for it five years ago, and we'll put less stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as you know, as you mentioned off the air, it's also you know try to find yeah. okay. So so the the used the new car prices are insane. Um, the used car prices are also insane because the market is also uh, being being bought up uh, by people looking for an alternative for new. So it is a tough time for for car buyers, whether it's new or used. And again, the I can't stress it enough. If you can put off buying a vehicle right now, that's 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 my advice. Hey, Mike, uh, pivoting. Quickly here to uh, oh god oh you use it again okay <laughs> uh, coffee makers I need one for my house I don't want the Keurig single shot are there certain coffee makers that I should avoid or ones that are better when it comes to those kind of things so my advice is go to consumerreports.org because I I I drink coffee but I don't know a darn yeah, thing how do you about change the best coffee makers to get <laughs> all right how do you change the blinker fluid on the Keurig yeah that's that's my question too. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I, I think that K cups are convenient, but I don't think the coffee tastes nearly as good as a, as a regular pot of, of drip. Agree. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can check out the car blog on consumerreports.org. Mike is always writing up on there. And Mike, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, cars and coffee anytime. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> it's 724 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Tommy Car Auto Group want to help you kick off the summer. You could win a Weber Grill, a $100 Big Y gift certificate, and a $100 Bertelli's Liquors gift certificate just in time for Memorial Day. Hey, it's Carla. Go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. We'll pick a winner at random on Thursday, May 26th. Kick off the summer with a great prize package. Driven by Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, and the all-new Tommy Car Collision Center. And Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you chronically curious? Do you wonder, how is that made? Do you get self-satisfaction in building things? Great. Now that I have your attention, Ace Precision in Agawam is just the place for you. If you've got the skills and passion to contribute to the aerospace and commercial industry, you'll have 20,000 square feet of new high-tech space to do it in. Listen, not all jobs are created equal. So take your skills in CNC milling, first piece inspection, and quality management to where self-satisfaction is an everyday occurrence. Still curious? Contact them at aceprecisioninc.com. It's Jeep Freedom Days this month at Patera Dodge Jeep in Westfield. Shop rows of new Jeeps where you'll find the exact Jeep you're looking for at the price you want to pay. Kick off your summer staycation and drive home in a new 2022 Jeep Cherokee starting at just $279 a month. Find your way in a new 2022 Jeep Compass for only $299 a month. You'll be happy you bought your Jeep from Patera Dodge Jeep Chrysler Ram. You'll save hundreds, even thousands over other area dealers when you buy from Patera Jeep in Westfield. With everything going up, food and especially gas, which is going through the roof, Batera is keeping prices down with payments you can afford. Take advantage of great deals during Jeep Freedom Day sales event and drive home in a new 2022 Jeep Cherokee starting at just $279 a month or a new 2022 Jeep Compass for only $299 a month. It just makes sense to buy your new Jeep or new Ram from Batera Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Route 20 in Westfield, right next to the Westfield Walmart or online at BateraDodge.com. We make it simple in Westfield. Call 866-982-4901 for details. Bon and Paolo, two of the most talented jewelry designers in Los Angeles. Maybe you've seen their jewelry at Hanush Jewelers in Hadley. The new Hadley Hanush store welcomes you for a grand opening celebration all week with an all-day housewarming party on Saturday. When Bon and Paolo heard about the housewarming, they said, we'll be there. 
Stop in for a glass of champagne and toast this beautiful new store with Bond and Paolo, the new Hanush Jewelers in Hadley. Attention area contractors, Swenson Granite would like to invite you to a special open house on Saturday, May 21st from 8 till 4. Stop by to check out their new products, product installations, meet area contractors and enter to win great prizes like Boston baseball tickets, a Somerset gas grill, Swenson fire pit or a $500 Swenson gift card. A great lunch will be provided by Bruiser's Barbecue. Join the fun Saturday, May 21st starting at 8 a.m. at Swenson Granite Works, Route 202 in South Hadley. It's uh, 727 with Max, Steve, and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and 75 today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. You miss uh, any part of uh, the Back Stephen Dave show? Check out the Daily Podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from rock102.com. And also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, one of the giants of American alternative music, Bob Mould of Husker Du. He's going to be at the Hawks and Reed Performing Arts Center this Sunday night for a uh, a solo electric set. It's supposed to be awesome. It's Bob Mould for crying aloud, and he's coming to Greenfield, Massachusetts. I thought I'd never live to see the day where he'd do uh, a place up in Greenfield, but that's coming up on Sunday, and you'll be able to check that out on rock102.com. What do you guys got for a coffee pot at home, by the way? Do you do the Keurig, the single shot, or do you do the, the full thing? Or I, I got a full uh, drip coffee pot. What kind? Do you know? <clears throat> The Cuisinart, I think it is. Yeah, too. I got that too. Really? Same thing. Good, both of you? Yep. All right, because I got the Mr. Coffee, you know, the one that Joe DiMaggio made famous. From, there. The, from the 70s? Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a new one, I think, but uh, I, I'm. it's 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 played, it's beat, it's done. I got to get a new one, so I guess maybe I'll go for the Cuisinart. Let's you just, uh, listen, you're living in, uh, you know, a... Uh, your studio, right? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you have? Yeah. I'm so little, just get yourself one of them. It, CVS got the cheap Mr. Really? Coffee one. Yeah. 10 bucks. Right. Right. I mean, unless you're one of these uh, you know, fancy ne'er-do-wells no. who wants to have uh, only the, the best and the brightest. You want an espresso machine for yeah. like $10,000? No. How often do well, by the way? Ne'er-do-well. You, ne'er. you ever seen that bit by Gary Gullman? The oh, yeah, big, big tall Gary Gullman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Former BC tight end. He's funny. Uh, we have news, and it's coming up next on Rock 102. A public service announcement from Leah Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Arriving daily are truckloads of new Rams, like the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Quad Cab. The Make the Switch event is on at Leah Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. And at Leah, you don't get overcharged. No markups over MSRP, no fine print. Just new Rams arriving daily and price to sell. Get the new Ram you want at the price you need. Stop in and visit General Manager Nick Kane at Leah Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram on King Street in Northampton. Because no one can do it like Leah can. We do it. All right, Springfield, are you ready to get more? Well, if you are, you need to get excited for the new tomato pesto grilled cheese sandwich from Dunkin'. With more of the elevated ingredients that you love. Oven-roasted tomatoes, vine-ripened and perfectly seasoned with delicious pesto spread and melted white cheddar cheese on a toasted sourdough piece of bread. So, you get more out of every bite and more out of every day. Enjoy the new tomato pesto grilled cheese sandwich from Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. We know you're busier than ever before. Caring for your children, your parents, or a loved one. And don't forget about yourself. You deserve a health plan that guides you along the way and helps you make the decisions that matter most. Health New England has options designed to meet the needs of everyone in your life. We'll be here for you every step of the way. Get a health plan that grows with you. Health New England. 
where you matter. Munson Savings Bank is your bank for business. Businesses of all sizes trust in Munson Savings for their lending and banking needs because they listen to their customers, provide great service, plus all business lending decisions are made local and fast. Whether you need a business loan, deposit products, or help with cash management services, Munson Savings Bank has the business lending capability and know-how to help your business thrive. Visit us online at munsonsavings.bank or contact our commercial team today. Munson Savings Bank, your bank for business. Member FDIC, member DIF. Thinking about a brand new kitchen or bath? Now's the perfect time to make it happen. This is Bobby Boylard. Come down to Boylard Lumber and find everything you need, including top quality cabinets, hardware, and other materials from leading manufacturers and expert advice from our knowledgeable staff. Experience one renovation with us and you may never go back to a big box again. Build it once, build it right with Boylard Lumber. Oak Street and Indian Orchard and online at boylards.com. It's 7.32. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale all month long. Get $1,400 off plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Got a bunch of drugs in the news locally. Cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, marijuana, and more. We'll start. These are a few of my My favorite favorite things. things. And we'll start with the fentanyl one. A man has been indicted by a federal grand jury on drug trafficking charges involving fentanyl that was seized here in Western Mass. He's a New York City resident, Shanti Reynoso Vasquez. He's 27. He's from the Bronx. And he was indicted on possession with intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl in Hampton County. In Indian Orchard, to be exact, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for Boston. According to the indictment, Reynoso Vasquez busted with the 400 grams or more of fentanyl intended for distribution during warrant search by Springfield cops. So congrats to them for doing that. The charge of possession with intent to distribute the 400 grams or more of fentanyl provides for a sentence of up to life in prison. Oh, boy. Up to six years of supervised release and a fine of $5 million. They're going pretty hard after that guy, aren't they? Well, fentanyl's tough, man. You, that's a, I mean, well, you know. fentanyl among all the other things. Mm-hmm. Very busy bee. Two Springfield men sentenced yesterday for their roles in a large-scale drug trafficking conspiracy, according to a news release sent to Twenty Two News by the Department of Justice, also in Boston. Isaac Cardona, who's thirty-four, and Rafael Cardona, senior, who's sixty-one each sentenced to 146 months in prison and five years of supervised release. The Cardonas, yes, they're a family. They were convicted of conspiracy to distribute and to possess with intent to uh, distribute more than 500 grams of cocaine Mm. and a kilogram of heroin. But isn't it nice that a family can still do things together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Isaac and Raphael. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be in the same joint together or not. Oh, joint. I see what you did there. Uh Yeah, my guess is uh, they will probably separate the two because they're probably worried about what kind of conspiracies they'll concoct together mm. but yet you know it's you know in a day and age when uh you know families are so divided sure. and uh you know they can't get along they can't communicate they can't see eye to eye here are two family members doing what they can to have an entrepreneurial spirit you have to give it credit my tip off my hat to you two guys and speaking of joints 
and Steve's contention earlier in the show that I need to get high. Mm-hmm. Here's a story about marijuana of interest. Back in October, the Connecticut Attorney General wrote a letter to Massachusetts cannabis retailers and asked them to remove their billboards from Connecticut highways. Now that request is about to become a law. The bill bans out-of-state advertising for cannabis products and services. Canna Provisions is one of the seven Bay State retailers that now must take down their billboards from Connecticut. Eric Williams, the chief operating officer of Canna Provisions in Holyoke, gave this statement to Western Mass News. And here he is talking about it. It flies in the face of Governor Lamont wanting to cooperate with other governors. It flies in the face of regionalism, of cooperation. And it also invites retaliation. You know, at what point would uh, the other states that border Connecticut start doing the same thing that Connecticut did, which was limit commerce across state borders? A little threat in there, it seems, from Eric Williams. Actually, he's got a a good point, because when casinos were not uh, legal here in Massachusetts... Mohegan and Foxwoods were yeah. advertising all over the place in Massachusetts. You, could, you couldn't. It's like the cannabis billboards now. You couldn't drive on down ninety one without seeing Mohegan. Like you're right, Mohegan or Foxwoods, or and then you know eventually yeah. it was the the uh, other casinos too. Now you know. I I will admit <laughs> that there's probably about six or seven uh, <laughs> you know cannabis billboards in on ninety one in Massachusetts from the 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 mass border all the mm-hmm. way up to about, say, Holyoke. But, right. but this guy brings up an excellent point. You know, they w- they allowed them to advertise in Connecticut mm-hmm. without really there being any issue. But yet, you know, we've accepted that business for things that were legal well, in Connecticut and not legal here. How many, uh, I bet you within the next couple of weeks, you're going to see some fireworks billboards from yep. New Hampshire. Good yeah, point. And, and they're not legal here. Right. Those kind. I, what, are any fireworks legal here? I don't even know. Are they? I think uh, sparklers are about it. That's about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, it, the, the Big Bang stuff is yep. up in New Hampshire. Yep. And there's plenty of billboards around here for that stuff. All good points, guys. And the hypocrisy that you just talked about, Eric Williams covered in another portion of the interview with Western Mass News. Here it is. I think that this will have a much broader negative effect on um, on cooperation amongst the states. You know, it's a hypocritical thing for them to do. Like, they're clearly advertising, you know, for gambling and for, you know, gambling is advertised all over Connecticut. So, you know, see those kinds of things It's in, in this fear-based legislation, it's uh, it's disappointing to see. Part of the Western Mass News interview with Eric Williams, the mm. Chief Operating Officer of Canna Provisions in Holyoke. I think we're going to get to the point now where, you know, it's so, you know, I, I, with every state being allowed to decide what they want to do with cannabis, either have it or medical or mm-hmm. me, you know, medical and recreational. I mean, you're at the point now where enough states have their own specific laws that it's almost it's almost undeniable that it's going to have to be you know permitted federally. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't understand why we can't uh, at least have the conversation. You know, Congress hasn't even addressed it. I mean, it's like they, they don't want to deal well, with it, but they want to bring it up, but there's too much opposition to it within the political system. I, it's uh, like, I don't understand why you would, if you're so in debt and you, everything is just fiscally insane right now with all the money that the government has spent, wouldn't you want to make that back somehow or at least use that money uh, 
Well, I don't think it would balance out the economy. No, it because- wouldn't balance out the economy, but it would definitely be a help. It would definitely be a, one of these self-sufficient things. You grow your own weed. You federally regulate it. Mm-hmm. Listen, as as high as the taxes are on on cannabis in Massachusetts, these companies are making still millions of dollars every year. Right. But, they, but what they're discovering is that these businesses can operate in a lawful way. Yeah. With you know, without causing nearly the problems that people thought they would cause, whether it's to neighborhoods or with crime or or whatever. You know, the moment that it's it's uh, you know, agreed upon federally is the moment you take out the black market sale yeah. of this stuff. You sell uh, your know, product that is healthier, not cut with fentanyl or something that you know off the street that you don't know what the hell you're getting. You know, to me, it's like you know, common sense would dictate that this is gone on long enough. It's been proven time and time again mm-hmm. from one state to another. You know, and even the advertising dollars that are out there. Now, Canada Provisions, you know, they spend their money however they want, and they're you know, and uh, and if Connecticut says no, well, then 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 they they'll go somewhere else. That money goes somewhere else. But at this point, I think it's you know it's safe to say that the negative impact of cannabis has not nearly reached the the mania that people thought it would be. Yeah, juicy topic, and I'm saving one more clip from Eric Williams from Canna Provisions for now. Hear this in just a couple of minutes. I think you guys will be interested in that as well. Finally, in the news, according to Reddit, men are talking about quote traditionally masculine things that they actually hate. In reality, all right, it's an Ask Men forum online on Reddit where they're asking guys, hey, what do you actually hate that's part of being a man? One of them is trying to crush someone's hand when shaking it because that's what's expected of you as a dude. It's just a greeting. You don't have to crush somebody's hand when you greet them. Well, see, I like a firm handshake. I do, I do. I, I don't like a guy that's going to, you know, it's like a wet fish. No. I don't like that. No, but there's a there's a fine line between that and hurting somebody, the, right? The whole idea of handshaking, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to eliminate this with COVID. You know, the Japanese had it all. You bow. You take a nice bow. Or you know uh-huh. what? Wa- wave your hand up in the air. Like a air high five. It's funny. We don't even need to touch. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because yesterday, and you talk about my apartment, my uh, studio apartment where I live in Enfield. I'm trying to upgrade. It's getting a little cramped now. I need a little more space. So I'm starting to look at other apartments. And I went and looked at one yesterday, and the woman giving me the tour shook my hand. And she said, I guess we're doing this again, huh? And I said, well... Yeah, because you're so used to it. You're right. so it's become part of the culture. I really hands. thought the dude curtsy would take off. Yeah, the dude curtsy, uh, not gonna, not gonna. It's too happen. bad. I thought but, I was onto something. But I, I don't. The whole handshaking thing is unnecessary. All right. Some of the other things that men are complaining about that are quote traditionally masculine that they'd like to do away with: drinking black coffee. You know, I drink my coffee with cream and a little bit of you know caramel flavor in there. But some guys, a little some, bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor. Right. <laughs> But some real men feel like they got to drink black coffee, and guys are complaining about that. I got to think of the rest of the lyrics. It's Eminem. Uh, <laughs> some vodka to jumpstart my heart. I, there, there's a whole, yeah. uh, there's a whole thing he mm-hmm. does. Man. I got no problem with black coffee. Uh, not smiling when somebody takes your photograph because you're supposed to look tough. Real guys are going. Man, I, I want to smile. What's wrong? What's wrong with having a uh, smile during a photograph? I when I was in eighth grade, they I was in I was on the I was on the junior varsity wrestling team. Okay, right? and uh, 
the whole uh, mantra of the wrestling, the guy that ran this thing was like a big hard ass and, you know, was trying to run it like a <clears throat> like a boot camp, like a military boot camp. Albeit effective, but still, mm-hmm. it was, it, it can only handle so much of that from somebody. Sure. Uh, and uh, me, being the little smart ass that I was, they wanted to take the team picture and everybody's got to look tough and mm-hmm. rough. Yep. The yearbook come out. And I'm the only kid with a big fat smile on his face right in the middle of all these <laughs> serious go. dudes. Great. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, good time. Already standing out even at that age. That's right. Yep. One more thing here that men are complaining about, the idea of rejecting local anesthetic at the dentist's office. Oh, hell no. Now, I, I got, want it all. I got a buddy who does that. He, he refuses because he's scared of anesthetics. He's scared <sighs> of vaccines. He, so he, he when he gets close to the dentist, nope. Go do what you got to do. I don't need nothing. Last year, I had that wisdom tooth pulled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was broken. And then, so then, they didn't put me under. They just numbed me up as best they could. Uh huh. And then he couldn't get it right away with the little clamps that he had. Yeah. And I crap you not, he put his knee on my chest in order to pull out <laughs> the truth. Great. It was one of the most excruciating is, things I have ever been through. Is this a real story? It or is, is this real. an episode from the Three Stooges? Because I seem to recall yeah, something well, very similar to this. Is it a giant hammer? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up next, and now hear this. More from Eric Williams, the COO of Canna Provisions in Holyoke, all about that new law. And also, you're going to love this one, a woman gone viral on TikTok talking about the size of junk on guys' statues in ancient Greece. All that straight ahead on Rock 102. I'm attorney John Heyman. While you're out enjoying the springtime weather, be aware that motorcyclists are joining you on the road. Please keep your eyes open for those of us on two wheels. And let's keep the road safe for everyone. Thanks from those of us in the New England motorcycle community. If you go down, we'll pick you up. I'm John Heyman, and that's my promise. Call 1-800-HEYMAN or go to heymanlaw.com. Leotoda Wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned Toyotas. We are currently pulling inventory from all 22 Leo locations. Choose from hundreds of RAV4s, Camrys, Highlanders, Tacomas, and more. At Leotoda Wilbraham, we also carry all makes and models, foreign and domestic. And as always, instant credit approval is only a click away. All credit applications will be accepted. Everyone drives at Leotoda Wilbraham. 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at leotodawilbraham.com. Do you consider yourself more of a night owl? Like to sleep in or take your kids to school? Or just casually enjoy that first cup of coffee? Well, if your current job only offers a daytime shift, then you need to work for U.S. Subaki in Chicopee. At U.S. Subaki, you have the option to work either 3 to 11 p.m. or 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. in metal finishing, general inspector, electrician, die repair, and machine operator positions. U.S. Subaki offers on-the-job training and great advancement opportunities. Apply at ussubaki.com. Join a great team and take back your mornings. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get McDonald's breakfast for all with two for two fifty. Choose a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size hot coffee. Pick any two for just two fifty. 
Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Hey, Mom, how about we pretend to be dogs? I'll say, hey, you need a new... And then Wesley will say, woof, woof. I think there might be easier ways for people to know if they need a new roof. Like if they're finding a lot of those teeny tiny shingle rocks, if their shingles are starting to curl or buckle, and definitely if their roof is leaking or starting to sag. How about we pretend we're roosters? So we can say, cock-a-doodle roof. I'm not even sure how to respond to that. Call my dad, 655-ROOF or jsmeagleroofing.com and ask about financing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. Pressure. Pressure. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in Queen and David Bowie. I'm back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Nice day today and tomorrow. 75 uh, today, 74 tomorrow. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Coming up uh, next hour, we're going to talk to Rick Emmett from uh, the band Triumph. A brand new documentary is now available on Hulu. It's actually a really cool story, and we'll be talking to him just after 8 about that and uh, about the band and other things, too. All right. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Revisiting that story in the news where this new bill will ban out-of-state advertising for cannabis products and services. This comes out of Connecticut, and Eric Williams, the COO of Canna Provisions in Holyoke, told Western Mass News that there are problems with this whole thing, like this. And it also invites retaliation. You know, at what point would uh, the other states that border Connecticut start doing the same thing that Connecticut did, which was limit commerce across state borders? So a bit of a threat there, promising perhaps retaliation, and then also this from Eric Williams. It will also be a very, very long time before any shops in Connecticut can compete with us on price, on quality, on quantity of product. It'll be a very, very long time. That's a little Bay State pride right there out of Eric Williams. Yeah. Gotta tell you, like we said a little while ago, Yeah, I think he's got a really good point. They were advertising casinos here in Massachusetts long before we could have one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Connecticut's making some money off of that, right? Sure, they are. So, what? Why would you deny income coming into your state? You're supporting. I, I don't know. It just seems stupid. Yeah. Last night, the Red Sox won a game. Actually, believe it or not, they beat the Astros at Fenway after a 98 minute rain delay. Before the game began, Steve Aoki, the DJ and record producer, threw out the first pitch. This is Steve Aoki. Uh oh. It doesn't get much worse than this. Like, he almost threw it up to the press box. That's definitely on purpose. Some discussion among the guys on Nesson there, whether or not it was on purpose, just so he could go viral. If you watch the video, it does look kind of suspicious. I mean, he's winding up, and he throws the thing way over the catcher's head on top of the screen behind home plate. Crazy. Yeah. I I got the chance to throw out the first pitch once at Fenway when Mm -hmm. it was WBOS night at the park years ago, and I worked for that radio station in Boston. I threw a first uh, pitch out uh, against a Brewers-Rangers game. Did you? Yeah. In Milwaukee. Yes. And do you remember the catcher? Yes, I do. Uh, Catcher B.J. Serhoff. Oh, yeah. and Big time uh, switch hitter. Big switch hitter. Yep. And uh, total clutch player, Mm -hmm. but... uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a strike, but it would it was you know it would have been good for an inside you know an inside pitch. Mm-hmm. 
I threw the first pitcher out at a ball game once Did and you? got ejected for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah good for you. How about that? You're, How about that? You're always making your mark everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, I did throw out that first pitch to John Marzano, by the way. He was the Red Sox John catcher Marzano. at the time. He has since passed away. But we'll put that video. In fact, I think I already put a link to that video of Steve Aoki on the Rock 102 Facebook page for you to check out. You can see whether you think he did it on purpose or not. And finally, clip number three, a TikToker named Ruby Says Stuff, racking up big hits. This is the one that takes her love to town? I don't think so. That's the Kenny Rogers one, right? Yes. Or Kenny Rogers in the first edition, I think that was officially. She was told not to take her love to town. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Get confused. Uh, This Ruby says all sorts of stuff just to rack up hits on her TikTok account. And she's done that with her explanation of male statues from ancient Greece and how the size of their junk differs (laughs) from statue to statue. Here she is talking about the Greek gods, first of all. Zeus, Hercules, celebrated athletes were all presented with a small package. Meanwhile, in the arts, in comedy, for example, those who were considered foolish or barbaric or depraved all had large appendages. So why is this? Having a smaller package was considered a sign of virtue, of civility, of self-control, of discipline. Meanwhile, having a bigger one was a sign of lustfulness, of gluttonous appetites and barbarism. Good news for all of us. Yeah. With small packages, mm. it's a good thing, apparently. I feel better already. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they, they, there was somebody back in the day where they were like, hey, nice chariot. Sorry about your small penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But yeah. it's a good thing, is what she's saying. Yeah. For, some, for some reason, all the, all the heroes, all the Greek gods had smaller packages where all the idiots yeah. had big ones. They had to be heroes. They had nothing else going on in their lives. <laughs> is that what it was? I'm sure it is. Or maybe they paid off the sculptor to make them bigger without the actual reality. Can you there. make me a little bit wider yeah. and a little bit longer? Yeah. <laughs> Size nine, perhaps, on that? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a border. <laughs> I wish I had a penis with a statue I could call it. <laughs> 7.56 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. We've got the 102-second sports coming up next. And then our special guest, Bax, after the 8 o'clock hour yes. begins. Rick Emmett from uh, Triumph coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. It is 8 o'clock on Rock 102. Ideal weather today and tomorrow. Low 70s for the highs with lots of sunshine both days. The weather is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Springfield Thunderbirds into the next round of the AHL playoffs on their way to a Calder Cup, hopefully, facing the Charlotte Checkers. The Checkers eliminating Bridgeport last night. Puck drop for game one set for this Sunday at the Mass Mutual Center at 3.05. Springfield has done well against the Charlotte Checkers this year, going 6-2 and two against the Checkers, including a perfect 4-0 record inside Mass Mutual against Charlotte. In NBA playoff action, the Celtics are in Miami tonight and Thursday. Celts may be without Marcus Smart, questionable for game one because of a midfoot sprain. The Heat also questionable for Kyle Lowry, their guard, battling a hamstring injury. He won't be available for game one tonight. By the way, the Celtics will return home to the Garden Saturday for game three. 
In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Astros last night 6-3 after a 98-minute rain delay. Home runs for Trevor Story and Xander Bogarts in that game for the Sox. Meantime, Elon Musk's mom is going to be on the cover this year of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. 74-year-old May Musk, apparently a model and a dietitian, looks pretty damn good. And she's going to be wearing a frilly peach and cream-colored one-piece on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition this year. Kim Kardashian and Russell Wilson's wife, Ciara, will also be on separate covers. And in golf, the PGA this week, one of golf's majors, and this just in. From Gary McCord, the former CBS announcer who says that he used to gamble with Phil Mickelson during matches. So he'd be up in the booth, according to McCord, and he'd look down to the hole where Phil Mickelson was getting ready to putt. And apparently Mickelson's caddy, Bones, would look up at McCord and McCord would flash the odds to Mickelson's caddy. If Phil had a 15-foot putt, McCord said he'd flash three fingers, which meant the odds were three to one. If Mickelson were 60 feet away, McCord would give him a two-finger deal, meaning that were the odds on that particular putt. So Bones, the caddy, would go down and whisper in Phil Mickelson's ear, and Mickelson would look up at the booth and either shake his head yes or no like he'll take the bet. McCord said, I can't tell you how many wadded up 20s I threw out of the tower until the tour found out about it and got word that I would no longer be allowed to gamble with Phil Mickelson while he was playing in PGA events. That is fantastic news. And that is your 102-second sports. That's what golf needs. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will talk about Giannis and his feelings on the Celtics next on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield. Oh, excuse me. Hold on just a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, man. I was going to get into that. No, I know. It was uh, it was the wrong move. Hey. Uh, we never hear Joan Jett on this radio station. <laughs> no, we don't. It's 812 with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Time is just flying by this morning. It uh, really is. It's uh, probably because it's a nice day out. Uh, sunny and a high of 76 today. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the band Triumph. Remember uh, Triumph from the uh, the 80s, 70s, and 80s? Mm, sure you sure. do. Canadian uh, rock trio. Well, there's a brand new documentary out on Hulu called Triumph Rock and Roll Machine. And uh, Rick Emmett is uh, talking about it, doing a little radio tour to promote it on Hulu. Uh-huh. And it is out now. So if you want to watch it, uh, you can do that. Right now on the Celebrity Hotline, Rick Emmett from Triumph. How you doing, Rick? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Wow. We yeah, barely just, we barely started this conversation. You've, <laughs> you've called the wrong show, sir. Mm. <laughs> oh, right, right. You guys are in and around Boston, aren't you? Close, close enough. Nearby. Hey, uh, Rick. Rick, we talked to Jeff Skunk Baxter this week, and he told us he ran track back in high school. I see you got a Canadian shirt on in this press photo. Did you play hockey? Uh, I did, uh, and uh, not very well. But I, I ran track, I, and I and I played football, and I played baseball, and I was a bit of a jock in high school. There's no question about it. Well, we got to pit you against Skunk, and we have some sort of contest, maybe. Couple of old farts <laughs> tripping over their own feet. Whatever, whatever we would be trying to do, it would be bad. I don't know, man. I think you could. Uh, I think you could kick the crap out of him, really he easy. Might trip over his 
mustache. Yeah, oh, is that, that, that's true. Yeah. So the uh, the documentary is coming out uh, on on Hulu. Triumph Rock and Roll Machine. I've seen the trailer. I'm I'm looking forward to actually looking at the film because when I was when I was young, I remember seeing Triumph in concert. The Providence Civic Center. This would have been like oh god, eighty one, eighty three, somewhere around there. And you guys yeah. were fantastic. And then all of a sudden. It's just like you know, Triumph just ceases to exist, and 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 you left the band a few years after that. And I was reading a little bit about the, you know the reasons why, and it sounds like kind of the same old story that you know record companies and other pressures just kind of made it impossible for you to feel like you could thrive in that situation. Tell us about the, your decision to leave that band back in '88. Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I think the biggest reason. And there's there's dozens of them, and they, they accumulate over time. You know, I've been in the band 13 years by that point. But I mean, when I started in the band, I was a young guy. I wasn't married. Uh, you know, you're willing to sort of make any kind of compromise, sacrifice in order to get a, a career up and running. And then you do get a career up and running, and then you get to a certain point where you're going, "This is a bit of a crazy roller coaster." And look at my life. I have a, a marriage. I have three kids and another one on the way. I did not want to have to keep making the kind of compromises and sacrifices uh, that were necessary in order to, like, I, I, I wanted to be a family man on a certain level. That's one thing. The, another thing is, when you start out and you're in a band, art by democracy is a lovely thing, but then you get to a certain point and you realize, if I'm going to really try and dig deep and, and find something that is uh, going to carry me through my life as an artist... I can't really do it this way. I can't do it in this kind of a circumstance. I'm going to have to sort of be, you know, for want of a better term, a benevolent dictator. I, I need to have more of my own power and control. So that's the kind of thing that breaks almost all bands up. I mean, you know, that this, this Beatles thing that's been out, uh, you know, Get Back, yeah. like it, it shows you the greatest band in the history of bands, and they're breaking up because the guys in the band are going, yeah, you know, I, I think I really want my own life. I don't want to be living in this other guy's pocket. Right. You know? Well, so, no, But no one ever went to the yeah. Beatles and said, hey, you know what, maybe we should get outside writers to start writing music for you guys because we don't, we don't see a hit on any of these records. Yes, well, there was that, yes. And clearly you have seen the documentary. Well, so, yes. Yeah, it, you know, th that certainly was a pressure, that the record company and, and the, the way of thinking. But outside of the band, there were other things that were happening. I mean, imagine the, the rise. I, I want you guys to imagine what it was like being in a rock band in 1975 and the way the world was. And then along comes NTV, 1980, 81, 82, and, and the landscape is changing. Even at like FM radio that had made its huge kind of impact, changing the world from an AM world to an FM world, it was starting to lose its its kind of power because here was this MTV thing, and you know, I don't know, Madonna and Duran Duran, and you know, I mean, that I'm I'm painting with a pretty broad brush here, but you know, the world was changing and. Uh, imagine uh, I'm in Triumph and it's 1987, 1988, and I'm looking at the landscape and you can see what's coming. Like, uh, and it didn't take long for Seattle to rise, and you've got Nirvana and, and Soundgarden and you know Stone Temple Pilots, and the world was changing. You know, we were an arena rock band. It was a different kind of a world. This is Rock 102. We're talking to Rick Emmett from Triumph. The uh... 
documentary Rock and Roll Machine out on Hulu. And we were talking about the Beatles and how uh, that one segment showed how Billy Preston came in and kind of saved their band. Would would that have happened with Triumph? And if so, who could have saved Triumph? Yeah, would, would, would Billy Preston have been available? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if somebody could have saved it. You know, I mean... Uh, there were uh, the last couple of Triumph tours. I'd brought in a guy named Rick Sanders to give the band a little bit more depth, like uh, so there would be a rhythm guitar behind solos, uh, somebody that sang you know harmonies in tune and played some keyboards for us, and it helped. But in truth, uh, you know, I, I'm, there was nothing that was going to save Triumph short of somebody saying, "Okay, Rick, you're in charge." <laughs> like. And I don't think that was ever going to happen inside the politics of the band the way it stood. So, you know, that's like saying, you know, I think what Billy Preston did for the Beatles was, it was kind of like, and by the way, when you watch the documentary, isn't it unbelievable how polite they are to each other because there's cameras rolling, <laughs> you know. But but uh, I think Billy, the, the presence, of, I, I've read where uh, George Harrison said, the reason he brought Clapton down to the sessions for the White Album and got him to play on While My Guitar Gently Weeps was because uh, here was this guy. They weren't going to fight in front of, uh, you know, uh, an outsider. Right. And so I think that was the thing. Was Billy Preston sort of provided this this buffer of, well, they're not going to fight with each other. They're, they're going to get down to business with, with Billy being there. And uh, you can... You can hear how that guy could play on another level. It helped the Beatles sort of musically kind of glue together in a way that if it was just left up to them, it might not have happened. And I think I felt that rub in triumph. It would have been great to have other musicians that had other levels of skill set that that it would give you more stuff to, to you know sink your teeth into musically. I know we don't have a whole lot of time uh, left here, but part of the, the, uh, the documentary... Is, is not only about the history of the band, but also about bringing you guys back together to play for the first time in 11 years. I know that it had to be a hell of a process, you know, after all that time to say, okay, I'm ready to come back after multiple times of saying no. Any regrets about doing it, and would you ever do it again with those guys? Wow. Uh, you're covering a lot of territory here. Um, yes, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, was a, it was a large mountain to climb. But the thing about mountain climbing is you get to a certain point and then you're at the top and you go, okay, I, I made it. Isn't this great? And now it's downhill. It kind of gets easy after that. Uh, so once I'd kind of broached the thing with the guys and gotten past the hump, you know, then now it's kind of like now we're pals again and it's, it's relatively easy. I, I don't think the band is going to ever play live again. We're, we're all getting a little too old for that. But... Um, I, you know, one of the lovely things about sort of getting the, the brotherhood back, the friendship back, is that here comes this documentary, and apparently there's going to be a tribute album, and so there's all of these things that start to happen where you go, oh, this is kind of fun. Oh, oh I'll get to talk to guys on the radio one morning and do a bunch of promo, and <laughs> oh, I'll be like, oh, times, geez, this is great. You know, oh, I hope you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> there's some stuff about it that's just... It's kind of like fun again, and it's nice to get that back when you're a senior citizen. You know, yeah. the uh, the name of the documentary Triumph Rock and Roll Machine. It is on Hulu uh, today. Rick Emmett, it's great to talk to you, and best of luck with everything. All right, thanks, guys. GG Inks Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight twenty-eight.
And Twisted Sister with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. If we only had cameras inside the studio, you could see what was happening uh, in moments like that a couple of moments ago during Twisted Sister. Yeah, I'm uh, trying. I keep missing this graphic every time tw- uh, Eddie Munster there on 22 does the weather. What's his name again? Uh, I thought it was Mickey from uh, from <laughs> well, Shameless. Shameless, yeah. yeah. Well, they do this graphic with the the wind, which direction the wind is blowing, mm-hmm. or yes. which way it's going to be blowing, because it's going to be a very breezy day today, apparently. And uh, it, it looks like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, cream of meat, if you will, <laughs> flying across the screen. Cream of meat. <laughs> Is that a breakfast uh, yeah, item just, there? Just, just let your mind wander ah. and you'll stumble across it sometime. Yeah, uh, pull it surprise, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, uh, that's yeah. the kind of thing. Uh, but And I want to get a picture of this thing and, and wonder, what is that? You weren't, you weren't fast enough on your camera. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Well, I, I, you know what it is? he told because, me to get my head out of the way. Yeah, of, but it's, of not a your, it's not your <laughs> fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I you feel just, bad. You were trying to do some scientific no, research don't, there. Don't and, feel bad. You were just, you just, <laughs> again, it's not about you. It's about me, like, catching it out of the corner of my eye because mm-hmm. they don't do it all the time. And you just happened to be there, and by the time I got the camera ready, anyway, the graphic changed. Well, so I wonder if you could change, you could like check on your TV, like from previous weather forecasts. On yeah. maybe you could, maybe there's some screen grabs there yeah. you could, on YouTube. This is no longer a DVR, right? I don't think we could uh, rewind that. Mm, it's what, too bad. What is that on the screen? It's Brian Lapis making stomach pancakes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that part of the forecast? I'd like to see an yeah. answer to that. Who wants to see my belly button bird back? Oh, my God. It's 8.30. News is next to Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat. 33. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Well, there's no gambling at Bushwood, but there's plenty going on in the Bay State. According to a report from 22 News, record high inflation not stopping people from gambling in Massachusetts. Two casinos and one slots parlor generating $99 million in gross gaming revenue last month alone. It's a step back from the highs of March, but still one of the best months on record for the industry. MGM Springfield taking in more than $22 million during April. $18 million was from slot machines and $4 million from table games. MGM's monthly gaming revenue means about... Five and a half million in taxes and fees for the state of Massachusetts, according to the report from 22 News. You know, I wonder if I had stepped in the door, uh, whether my money would have uh, pushed them a little bit further along. Because I know I wouldn't have taken money out of there. Well, I'm the same way. That's why I don't gamble. Steve, you go over and gamble at MGM at all? I gamble every day coming in here. Mm. Well, you're winning then. Yeah, you're definitely up. (laughs) I am. You're you're beating the house, (laughs) so to speak. The South Hadley School community sadly mourning the loss of a third grade student, according to a report from Western Mass News. Acting South Hadley Public Schools Superintendent Mark McLaughlin issuing the news yesterday that Ansley McDaniel died on Sunday. She was a student at Mosier Elementary School. McLaughlin apparently saying the district care team put support systems in place for students and staff at South Hadley Public Schools today. We don't know uh, any of the circumstances or what happened, but it doesn't really matter because it's a child and Mm -hmm. what a horrible, horrible thing to have have somebody go through. Yeah, we wish the McDaniel family well, and um, our good wishes go out to everyone at the school who might have known this student as well. 
Meantime, the Greater Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau had its annual Howdy Awards. So good news here for many hospitality workers in the Springfield area, including Latrina Haney, who's a phlebotomist at Bay State. She got one of the Howdy Awards. She's one of the happiest phlebotomists you'll ever run into. Yeah. Carolyn Owens, a cashier at Walgreens on Sumner Ave in Springfield, also got a Howdy Award. That's the happiest damn pharmacy in the entire area. And the happiest hockey team is the Springfield Thunderbirds because they got a hospitality award in the Howdy Awards as well. Do they have a lot of uh, competition for that one? I think they were competing with other businesses. I don't think it was with necessarily other hockey teams or other sports teams. They were hmm. just given one as a local business. Do they give you like uh, Walgreens rewards uh, if you're like working at a Walgreens? Like, like you get, you, or you just get like a trophy? I think you just get a plaque. 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 Can you use that as career leverage though? I got I an Audi award. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would Mr. Think Hall of Fame broadcaster. Well, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. hate to say it was, uh, yeah, that you probably won that award just spinning off of my coattails, but it's always a possibility. Uh. Magnet fishermen like Steve Nagel over there can start to fishing once again at Watershops Pond. Not quite yet. The city began refilling that body of water Monday, part of the $3.2 million dam rehabilitation project. Refilling. I don't think you have to qualify it by using uh, naughty words. It's damn as in damn, not damn, but D-A-M. A damn. Oh, I see. Like a I beaver see. dam, in this case, a man-made damn. Where, where's the damn bait? <laughs> <laughs> Refilling the 192-acre lake will take 15 to 45 days. They're updating and upgrading the sluice gates, the bascule gate, the hydraulic system, the control box upgrades, and more. The city and the State Division of Fisheries and Wildlife will restock the lake with fish and precious metals for Mr. Nagel and his magnet fishing there. What, are they going to repair the doohickey and the Witcham calls it? Yeah, that's it. Thank God they were able to save a little bit of money in that thingamabob. Yeah. All that has to wait until the refilled lake has had time to settle. Again, 15 to 45 days for you fishermen out there yeah uh they cleaned all the good stuff out of there i ain't i ain't doing that really, really? if they found like a yeah. bunch of cars and you know industrial mm-hmm. uh stuff there's a real sloppy mess at the bottom of that pond yeah so nothing left for magnet fishermen like steve nagel then. he's nope. gonna have to wait a couple mm-hmm. of years before people start dumping stuff in there again mm-hmm. Gotta and they go, will. Got to go elsewhere then that's Where, right where's your where's your magnet fishing taking you next i mean are you <sighs> or are you about to quit I'm not quitting. I'm just it's it's a matter of finding the time mm-hmm. to go out and do it. Uh, it's been a pretty busy couple of weeks, so I'm just like uh, between running the softball games and and uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. piano lessons and things like that. Yeah, it's uh it's hard for me to get out, but I uh, I, I plan on going to like Holyoke or. Um, where else would they be in like East Hampton, like somewhere where there's like an industry, like old Ooh. industry in a, in a waterway, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know what you should do? What? Indian Orchard. That little canal right there. I know, but that's private property. I guess, you know what? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. What are they I'll gonna just do? get kicked out. Yeah. What are they going to do? Tell you to move along? Get out of here. You're just a guy with a magnet. Get your magnet and get out of here. Yeah, if you go to Indian Orchard, you might get your tires slashed, though. We read about that story yesterday. They they can't slash all of them. Mm -hmm. But I bet you there's all kinds of stuff in that canal just waiting to be plucked out of there with a magnet. Actually, they they did slash all of them. All of them. 
All right. One guy <laughs> slashed all them tires. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're going to go to Holyoke and Magnet Fish, maybe you can get the mayor of Holyoke, Josh Garcia, to join you. He's got a lot of money left over from his big budget that he put out yesterday. He's proposing a budget of $153 million for fiscal 2023 for Holyoke. That fiscal year begins July 1st, and his budget will include service reductions, which will leave a surplus of about $779,000. Oh, he's got a lot of extra cash hanging around in Holyoke. Well, there wasn't a lot of snow removal this year. Yeah. So they you know, saved a few bucks there. Good for him. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, that's good news for Holyoke. Maybe Mayor Garcia would be a magnet fisherman, Steve. Maybe you would take him out and show him what you got. Lots of places in Holyoke to dump stuff. <laughs> Lots of it. In Springfield, the Parks Department will again host the Forest Park Concert Series beginning Thursday, June 9th, with a show from D. Riley at the Parks Amphitheater. The outdoor concerts... Scheduled for Thursdays at 6.30 p.m., open to the public free of charge and returning after COVID-19. A bunch of other acts will get into it as well. The Manzi Family Band, Trailer Trash, and the Floyd Patterson Band. Some of the acts that will be playing at the Forest Park Concert Series. Trailer Trash? Yes. Man, what a rarity for them to be out and about. I've never heard of them before. Are they new? No, they're not uh, They're not new. Yeah. Even though I'm relatively new to the area... I know trailer trash. Come on, guys. In the event of rain, by the way, the shows will be held. Do you at, know at, trailer trash, Dave? Hmm? Or do you just know trailer trash? Uh, both, actually. The backs, on the other hand. Played, I sat in with trailer trash before. You did? Yeah. Really? And, and uh, in fact, and this is kind of kicking myself now because it would have been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, their drummer had to miss a gig for like a, I don't know, like he was under the weather or something mm-hmm. like that, and they asked me to play. They said, where can we get a crappy replacement very quickly? And oh, I, Bax. Yeah, he's not that good. Let's get him. Uh, no one will ever suggest that he be a, a permanent replacement for the band, and uh, as it turned out, I was I was busy that night. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't do it, but uh, seriously considered it. But you've played, haven't you? You've sat in on something with them, right? I think I've like, sat in with them twice, maybe? Maybe twice? It was fun both times. That's all I know. Right. Oh, I get you. Yeah, but I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm way out of practice right now, so I'm not uh, I'm I'm not ready for a public play anytime soon. And so you were honorary trailer trash. No, I'm not honorary. Just you know, a fill in temporary trash. temporary Tempor- trailer. I did like trash. one, maybe two songs, and that was uh, that was about it. But they 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 asked me if I would uh, be willing to play, and I just you know, couldn't make it work that night. Hey, if you like reading. You're in luck. You can make money for doing it now. There's a company called Words Rated, and they'll pay you 200 bucks for every novel that you finish reading. You got to prove that you read it, obviously. You got to file a little report. But the lucky applicants will be paid that 200 bucks for every book they finish. You're going to have to take note of a few details, including the number of characters by gender, the number of sentences that are given to male versus female characters. Oh, no, no. And also, how many questions are asked during the book, and also what animals appear in the book as well. All right, that's that's almost too much. Well, if either you're going to read it or not. If you're going to read it, then you're going to pay attention, and you're going to get your 200 bucks. I don't want to be quizzed on it. You know, I mean, it'd be one thing to just read the book and say, yeah, I read it, I liked it, and well, that was it. Well, or, gotta, no, I didn't like it. you got to prove it. you got to prove that you read it somehow. I understand what they're doing here. How you uh, how you coming on that novel you're working on, huh? Got a big uh, biggest stack of papers there. Hmm? 
Mm-hmm. Got a got a, a nice little story you're working on there. You, your big novel you've been working on for three years. Mm-hmm. Got a compelling protagonist. Yeah, got obstacle for him to overcome. Mm-hmm. Little story brewing there. Working on working on that for quite some time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about that three years ago. Been working on that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Nice little narrative, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Some some nice uh, some friends become enemies. Some enemies become friends. At the end, of main character is richer from the experience. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, no. You deserve some time off. <laughs> End scene. Bravo, Bravo, Steve Nagel. Steve Nagel. Eight forty-three with back Stephen Dave. Are you going to say where it's from or not? Are you going to? No, I don't need to do that. No, he doesn't need to say it to, to, to quote anything that was off the top of his head. All right, then you're not getting the two hundred bucks. Weather today: highs in the low seventies. Same thing for tomorrow. Dipping into the mid-60s the next day, but we're going to hit mid-90s on Saturday. That's what we got on Rock 102. We all have that friend. It's classic rock. It's 849 and Joan Jett on Rock 102. Really perfect day today and tomorrow. Highs in the low 70s with lots of sunshine both days. Tell you what, it's also going to be perfect. Uh, Mayfest at the Student Prince in uh, downtown Springfield Friday and Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to be there on Friday tapping the keg at 545. Uh, maybe with the mayor, if, uh, assuming he's feeling uh, up to it. Mm-hmm. Other dignitaries are going to be uh, smashing the, uh, the the tap off that keg to kick things off. And uh, Friday night, the unforgettable fire uh, will be there at 8.30. Brass attack starts at 6. Always a great time at, uh, at Mayfest. And on Saturday, uh, the Zach Brown tribute band, Cottonwood, uh, opens uh, their 30th reunion tour at 6. And the Zach Brown tribute band at 8.30. Going to be a great time. We happen to have tickets a four-pack of tickets to uh, to Mayfest at the Fort and the Student Prince. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. Now, yesterday you were describing to me the whole process of swinging the hammer at this tap and trying to knock it free and you know unleashing the beauty of the beer. Right. Have you ever succeeded at that? Because you said um, you've tried this before. I have I, I have had a couple whacks at it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I have a, a good whacking technique. Yeah. I've uh, developed it since, we, I'd say, the age of 13. We are talking about the, the beer now, right? <clears throat> okay. Yes. Okay. Well, of course. Okay. Uh, and I've never been the one to actually huh. open it. Mm-hmm. It's usually... You know what happens is you, you all stand around, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone gets a couple whacks at the, at the keg to try to open it with a hammer. The only guy who could ever do it... First shot was the late Rudy Scherf, who who owned the the fort for many years. That guy knew his business. Well, yeah, he, technique probably right. All technique, and I, and I always told, I always joked with him and said, "Well, you know, you just had fifteen guys kind of loosen it up for you, mm-hmm. kind of like you know when you, like yep. you, you're trying to open up a like sure. a jar of pickles, classics. Yeah, yeah and, mm-hmm. and and your your wife or girlfriend spent like fifteen minutes trying to open up the uh, the jar of pickles mm-hmm. and hands it to you, and yep. it's as simple as just you know mm-hmm. t- twisting the lid because mm-hmm. she loosened it up. Yep. Same thing with the tapping of the keg. It's, you know, 15 guys whacking at it with a hammer. You think, well, maybe that'll loosen things up. Mm-hmm. Rudy just had perfect technique. Never had a problem. One smack. One Bam. Sh- one good, solid smack is all it ever really needs. Maybe he started whacking earlier than you did. Maybe he was doing it from age 11 or 12. Well, he certainly had more experience. God yeah. rest his beautiful soul. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, man, it's going to be a, a hell of a time. Mayfest at the Student Prince. Awesome. Sounds like a damn good time. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, There was something I was going to bring up, and now I can't remember. You want to give me 50 bucks? Yes, I have to give you $50. Again. I thought it was $200. Uh, That's on top of uh, the $200 you owe me. I gave you $200 when I went to your wedding. You did? In change. Loose, dirty change. Pennies, nickels, dimes, 
in a shoebox. Not even half dollars. We cashed it. Did you? Yes. We absolutely cashed it. And he sent you a thank you note, yeah. too. Brought it to a bank, dumped all the change in the little change machine, and bob boom, 200 bucks. I'm having a hard time remembering that thank you note. <laughs> I Trust me. I I wrote a thank you, you note. You did. I you wrote you thank you notes to everybody. You have a year to do that after you get married? Yeah, you got a year to get someone a gift for a wedding, and then you have a year to thank him. Yeah, I, I don't get that. A year? A year. Listen, if you don't do it within three months, you're never going to do it. I assume that if, if I don't get a a wedding gift from you, it ain't ever coming. If, if, if the, the gift isn't there, like the day of the wedding or a couple days before or after, I assume that uh, you're dead All to All right. Me. I was saying you have a year to give a thank you card, but you're right. You have a year to give a gift, right? Yeah. Huh. So now you're talking about a potential two-year process between the gift giving and the thank you note. What other life event is that even allowed christmas birthdays any anything that involves a present Mm -hmm. what you don't have a year to give it up think about this would it be appropriate to send say a a a card of condolences like somebody died in your family and a year later someone sends a uh like a sympathy card it's been a year what where you, the hell were you? Where, where where have you been for a year? Yeah. Maybe it took you that year to get over the death, and you could write it off that way, saying, you know, it's really crushed by this, and it took me a year to, quote, process, because yeah. that's the big deal now. Clearly you gotta, my you pain, to process the yeah. whole thing. Because clearly my pain yeah. is much worse than yours, even yeah. though it's a more direct death right. to I, you. That's what I'm I saying. have about two shoeboxes filled with sympathy cards from when my wife passed away. Mm. Right. I've only looked at them once, and I can't go back and look at them again. I don't blame you. But they are locked away. Well, not locked away, but they're stored away in in boxes. Maybe someday I'll I'll look at them. But you know, uh, they they. It, it is funny though. Like you know, you go to like a kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. and the kid winds up getting like five of the same cards because everybody went to the same Dollar mm-hmm. General to mm-hmm. get the. <laughs> The gift, right? Yes. It's the same with sympathy cards. Yeah. Oh, it's even worse. It's like it's yeah. the same. You know, uh, listen. I'm not. I'm not crapping on anybody who sent me a sympathy card. I do appreciate the thoughts. It's just funny to see so. Like, like, like it was almost like I robbed a Hallmark. The Hallmark plant. Well, um, they don't give you a lot to choose from. Well, there's only it, so many ways you can express grief, really. Come when you get but right you know, down there, to it. There really it? isn't. The, yeah. the problem is that the the, the 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 card industry doesn't give you a lot of choices. It's well, they like, can't. Like, <laughs> well, you're not going to tell jokes. You're not going to have funny cards. Maybe cartoons. you could. You maybe should. you could. Okay. Well, then maybe we need to branch out because that dark humor is important for people. It's, it's a defense mechanism okay. for a lot of folks. Let, and you know, I, I mean, how many times have you gotten a sympathy card or had to buy a sympathy card? Yeah. And it's a religious based card right? because that's all they have. Well, you're not you may not be particularly religious and you can't assume necessarily that you know, those who are in grief are particularly religious, but right. yet nevertheless, that's the only thing that's available. This is a you. potential side hustle for us right there, writing funny <laughs> grief. If we cards. could take your Dixie Cup experience yeah. and then uh attribute to Steve's dark humor and my mm. dark humor, okay. we might be sitting on a fortune right here. Yeah. And, I think explo- we do it. and exploiting p- people's death at the right time. I'm trying to think of what uh, comedies from movies we could crib from, you know, by taking some of the favorite scenes. Are there any, like, co- comedies that deal with death? And then yeah. we could, like, 
take some of those scenes and develop a card after it, you know? So I'm thinking. Yeah. I think you could. I think I, I think we should like, be on this. Like we were talking about you know, SOB with Blake Edwards where he gets th- – they, they push him out onto a uh, lake burning like an effigy. Right. Maybe a screen grab of that. Hey, at least you didn't die this way. The Viking, the Viking funeral. Get a load of this guy. I was just going to say. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> huh? Let me tell you, the best sympathy card I got mm-hmm. was from uh, – and it was my favorite one out of all of the cards that I got. Mm-hmm. It was from this girl that I haven't seen in probably I don't know twenty something years from high school. Right. She wrote. She like lives in the Virgin Islands now. She's married and all this other stuff. But she follows me on, on Facebook, and she wrote this really nice, you know, sentimental uh, uh, card. But the card itself, it just said, "Well, s." Like that was it. That's, that's it. all you need. That's that was the best one I got because it was just straight and to the point, and there's nothing you can do about it. So here's your card. Yeah, that's a good one. It was better than my deepest sympathies right. to all you and your loved ones in, in this time of mourning, in this grievous time of loss. Yeah, right. It's like oh my god, that doesn't that doesn't reflect my mood at all. Maybe a picture of Beetlejuice and the phrase "I lived through the Black Plague and I had a pretty good time doing it." Yeah. Hey, Steve. Get a load of this guy. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's uh, it's eight fifty eight with back Steve and Dave on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two and ninety meters.